0: Bags, welcome to Alpenhaus RV in Amsterdam. Chris Honorado and Sean Bagnardi, you're watching Honorado and Bagnardi. We love being here, and what a setup! I feel like I'm already kind of just out camping with the chairs behind me, and I've got the RV setup as well. It's an incredible facility in Amsterdam. Come on by and and check it out for all of your RV camping and any outdoor need you possibly have. And of course, we're in the Depths of summer, man. This is the time to check out Alpenhouse. How are you, Shawnee?
1: I'm good, man. Yeah, this is our home away from home. Of course, our title sponsor. We appreciate all of their support. So this week, my mother called me and said, will you come over here and get your crap out of my house, please? I still have some stuff there. And as I've been cleaning out some things, I brought a prop for you today, Chris, because I found a bunch of old sporting news magazines. Do you remember those? Sure. Okay, and I used to get ESPN the magazine, too, but Sporting News Magazine. This is from 2003. I'm going to show it to you. I want you to help answer the question that the cover page asks, all right? This is from 2003? Yeah, 2003. Yeah. Is LeBron James Boy. overrated? As we now sit here almost 20 years later, he is the man in the next space jam movie. You remember all the hype back then, 2003, there we see him in high school. It was, is he going to be the next Michael Jordan? That was basically the bar, right? Can he be in that conversation? Can he be the guy who we're talking about as the greatest ever? Look, that's a debate that you can have on this show and many others, but the reality is the one guy maybe to live up to that hype is LeBron James.
0: Yeah, I would, I would, I would argue he's somehow under, Rated, despite all that he's accomplished, given the hype that uh, that he had coming in to live up, not only live up to, but you said, exceed it for sure. All right, you're watching Honorado and Bagnardi. We've got an incredible NBA Finals performance. I was so lukewarm on the matchup between Milwaukee and Phoenix, and I'll admit that I had picked Phoenix. I picked him in five. How stupid do I look? And I was rooting for the Suns to be honest with you too, because of Chris Paul. But Giannis's performance. Won me over and made me realize, you know what? This is a great player. We need to appreciate, and he deserved a title. Are the Yankees turning things around early on in the second half of the Major League Baseball season? Does Bags feel better about his bet that they'll make the playoffs, and me saying that they wouldn't? But how about Jacob Degrom? Shawnee's feeling good about the Yankees, but he can't be feeling too good about where his Mets currently are, given all the injuries. Let's get it going. live from Alpenhouse. You're watching Honorado and Bagnardi.
2: This is Honorado and Bagnardi, brought to you by Alpenhouse. And
0: that's where we are, Shawnee, live from Alpenhouse in Amsterdam. Alpenhouse RV, an incredible spot. Come on by, check it out, and uh, pick you up yourself. I'd say hey, pick up yourself an RV. They're tough to come by these days, though, to be honest with you. Alpenhouse is doing great, great business, and, uh, and we're so. Fortunate to have them here as a partner on Honorado and Bagnardi. All right, Bags, I was blown away. I said at the top, I was blown away at what Giannis was able to do in that NBA Finals. And to the point of LeBron being underrated based on what he has accomplished, Giannis is an underrated superstar for a number of reasons that I'll touch on here throughout the show. Number one is his ability to just take over a game. Impose his will, if you like that cliche, because he did that after his team fell down 0-2, not once, but twice, right? Brooklyn had him 2-0. Phoenix had him 2-0. Milwaukee comes back and wins both series in impressive fashion.
1: Yeah, okay. So where do you want me to start here? With Giannis? Um, he is hes a great player. We knew that. A part of me... I don't want to say is disappointed, but I always felt like, man, can your star player be a guy who, not can your star player, can you win a championship with a guy who you can't trust at the free throw line, who has some deficiencies in his game, the outside shooting that we talked about? Look, the bottom line is this is a a really good basketball team. And he's good enough for, for whatever he doesn't do. Good the things, enough. The things that he does well, he does them well enough to make up for it when you put him on a team with other really good players. They're not winning a championship if Middleton doesn't play the way that he plays. Yep. You know, Holiday is another guy who, at times this postseason, looked like he wasn't living up to what they wanted him to be, but at other times, stepped forward. All the pieces fit. P.J. Tucker, Brooke Lopez, those guys did what they had to do and filled the roles that was required of them to get to this point. So good job by them. Good job by the team, led by their star, Giannis. What do you want me to say, man? This this was a good team. He deserved to win a championship because he was on a really good team. I'm not putting him at that upper echelon. He's, he's one of the best players in the game. But – when you win a title, now the end of the conversation of all-time greats. And I'm, I'm I'm, not quite there yet with him if this is all we get.
0: Okay, I understand that. If this is all we get, we will look back and, and say, boy, he probably should have found a way to get at least one more. But, but I think if you look at the supporting cast, which is very good. Look, Chris Middleton's an all-star. I hate using all-star as, as a barometer. But Chris Middleton's an all-star. Drew Holiday's a really good player. The difference with this Bucks team, first of all, when is the last time, and maybe Toronto's the answer, but Toronto and Milwaukee are going to be the anomaly of this era. Two teams that won titles without multiple Hall of Famers, right? I mean, is there another Hall of Famer on this Bucks team? I don't think so. And is there another Hall of Famer other than Kawhi on that Raptors team? I don't you think don't so. Lowry makes it. No. Yeah. Okay. So – and that is rare in, in basketball, number one, right? If you yep. look at the history of teams that win titles, there are usually multiple Hall of Famers. But especially now, in the age of the super team, to have one superstar, help a team to a title that's that's I mean to me it's a big deal that Giannis was able to get this done and I don't know that Phoenix has multiple superstars either like oh, well, I know we all fell in love with Devin Booker and I'm going to get to Devin Booker in a moment as to why he let his team down in these playoffs for as great as he was at times but I think Giannis's ability here to stick and stay and win should be celebrated more than we probably already have
1: yes okay so all, all I'm saying is he first of all i just want to clarify he is an he is an all-time great but i'm talking about like a top 10 guy because that that's that's the conversation you don't think he's a- you mean all-time all time or currently all
0: time. okay yeah i mean he's not
1: yeah, there. okay that's all i'm saying you know and if this is the only championship he gets are we going to put him in that top 10 all-time conversation you know what i mean like that that's where i was going with that but um so tell me about Devin Booker because I'm curious why you don't think he's a big time you don't think he's a big time superstar in this game. I think what separates like a guy like Giannis from him is that you know Devin Booker does things that a lot of other guys do, right? That's Giannis is just that unique element where you put him on a little bit of a different platform. But I think the things that Devin Booker does well are just as good as the things that Giannis does well.
0: It's just a different skill set. Yeah, I won't completely disagree with that, um, but the thing with Booker that bothered me as I'm watching these NBA Finals especially, and it didn't dawn on me as I'm watching the Western Conference Finals because, because they won the series and, and they looked pretty good doing it. The thing that bothers me about Booker is that at his size and at his position in this age of the NBA, he needs to be a much more proficient three-point shooter. And he is not that, or at least he wasn't in the biggest moments. He shot 20-something percent, I think 28% in the Western Conference Finals, and he was in the same neighborhood, 20-something percent in the NBA Finals from three-point land. You cannot do that. and For I don't care if he's getting 42. The 42, a good amount of it needs to come from behind the arc. I would like to see Devin Booker. I'm not saying he has to be Steph Curry. I would like to see Devin Booker be more Damian Lillard. be more more Jamal Murray, be more Donovan Mitchell, be a guy who can make a three from 25, 30 feet out, help spread the floor a little bit, right? It's the threat of his ability to make threes on top of then, in fact, making them that would really, I think, open some things up for other guys on Phoenix, eight and down low, most notably. But to me, that's where Booker really failed in in these finals was the ability to make threes and be a threat from downtown. He had open books bags that he just he he didn't take. He put it on the floor and he drove into traffic and got into trouble there because obviously when you get into Giannis and Lopez, uh, that's not a spot for Booker to be. Do you think he's a better player? Do you think he he reaches that?
1: Level or or changes his game to that point where you compare him to a guy like Damian Lillard if he's playing without Chris Paul. If he is the clear number one, he's got to be the ball handler as well. Does that change the game for you with him?
0: No, I mean, we, you know, everybody I think around the league respected Devin Booker's scoring ability, but it wasn't until Chris Paul got there where everybody said, Oh, Devin Booker can be a stunt, like a winning star. Okay. Uh, that That's a big deal. Billy Blake with a question here, and I like this because it kind of leads me into what we're going to do. What do you think the ratings will be? Sure, the league would have loved Lakers or Nets in there. There's no doubt about it. Here are those NBA playoff ratings, Okay, not just the finals. This is across the entire postseason. There were 85 playoff games, and so the biggest comp is you go back to 2019 when there were 82 playoff games, about 4 million viewers down 18%. What's the reason for that?
1: All right, so, well, okay, two years ago, we didn't have LeBron, right? That was when the Lakers missed the playoffs. Yep. Um, it's a good it's question. Good. There, I would have guessed it would have
0: been. Are you taking the easy out that it's the injuries, that there were stars who were missing, people not maybe as interested or engaged because some of the biggest names weren't on the court?
1: I don't know i mean you had big markets involved with of course new york with brooklyn la with the clippers that's not the knicks or the lakers necessarily but you had big markets involved you did have superstar players still going guys like Giannis and booker and we saw kevin durant and you know
2: um
1: no i i don't think i don't think that is it man i think this might be something else i think this might be more indicative of Real basketball fans not tuning in as much now because maybe stylistically it's just not the same game that they fell in love with growing up. I mean, I'm not sure, but hey, so this year you don't have LeBron. You don't have, you have LeBron, just not very long. You don't have Steph Curry, right? You're, you're missing some of that, I guess, gusto that you had in years past from NBA playoffs in recent history, but Not to the point where I would expect uh, a nearly 20% drop-off from just two years ago either.
0: Yeah, I don't know know the exact reason either. It's easy to say, well, the market's involved, um, the, the injuries that happened. But this is something the NBA has dealt with even from the regular season standpoint is keeping viewers or at least getting them to watch on TV. And
1: anything anything into the fact that it was just later this year because of the pandemic. And now as you push more
0: into the summer, people
1: are just, you know, doing, no, you don't like it. Okay. No, I think if you're a, if you're a,
0: that's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact that, that we are later than we would normally be. Um, But I I think if you're an NBA fan or you're interested in the, you're going to find you, you will make the time to watch these games if you really want to see them. So that's, you know, that's the percentage that it's down to Billy's question about, what the ratings might be. Let me go back to Giannis here for a moment here, because I I don't want to gloss over the fact that what he did, especially in this clincher in game six. And, oh, by the way, they were down 2-0. They come back and win four straight. They're only the fifth team in NBA history in the NBA finals to go down 0-2 and still win it. 50 points, Bags, in that game six. 33 of them came in the second half when, again, Phoenix just couldn't keep them away from the rim. He also made his free throws in that game six, with 17 of 19 from the free throw line. Um, so before as much as he struggled, he made the Suns pay. And I'm not going to question Phoenix's strategy. Like history told us that Giannis eventually was not going to make free throws. He bucked that big time in, in game six. But 35-13-5 and five over the course of these NBA finals, man. Historic stuff from Giannis.
1: It is. You know – it, there's just something missing about it to me. Not I'm not saying like he should have done more could have done more. He he was great. He led his team to a championship. That's the that's the bottom line. But when you put why, the question Why are up, you down on when him? You put the question like, in the final performance sense. I mean, think about I mean, we've seen a guy like LeBron play better in a finals that his team lost, right? I mean, you need your stars to step up and be and be big in the biggest moments. And Giannis did that. I'm not going to go crazy over the numbers necessarily because those are the numbers he should put up if he's playing at his best. I think the finals matchup was a, was a good matchup for them, um, a good matchup for Giannis in particular, as was shown off, especially in that clinching game. I don't know. It's... A, it's, it's Maybe, Maybe you know what it is, it's it probably, is probably because, because I'm a Nets fan. Uh-huh. Yeah, so thank you. you. It took us lost, 15 yeah, minutes to get to that point. Because because the Nets lost to this team in yes, seven. You're being a hater. I can't help but think if Brooklyn was healthy, if Brooklyn had Kyrie Irving, that this team, we're not even talking about this Bucks team, passed the second round, and then what? Now, I get it. You can't rewrite history, and that's it. It's done, and, and Giannis has... Has cemented now something that will be a part of his legacy forever, and it's something that even a lot of superstars don't achieve, and that's an NBA championship. So it's a big moment for him. But, but I mean, if Kevin Durant's foot is a centimeter behind the three point line, oh, he hits the would game, you you better, right? the stop of it. not even overtime in game seven. But again, but again it's more about. If everybody was at their best and at full strength this year, things just play out a little differently. I have a hard time looking past that as a fan of one of those teams affected.
0: That's part of the game. You know that. All right. How about some respect here for what Giannis had to say after the game? I just couldn't leave. There was a job that had to be finished. This is my city. They trust me. They believe in me. It's easy to go somewhere and go win a championship with someone else. But this is the hard way to do it. And we did it. I love love that Giannis is not afraid to poke at the other players in the NBA – who seek out other superstars to team up with them and i'm not i'm not calling your team out specifically kind of are. no, I'm no but not my
2: point but is when they, they were healthy think doesn't make that call.
0: we don't know mean, so it's so like, like you know we don't know, you know, know that,
1: that. join a super team like we we took down a super team you didn't because you took down two out of 3 one and a half out of 3 because harden wasn't healthy the, the, the whole series and, and of course kyrie missed time so yeah you can knock that but until you beat that at full strength maybe don't go Maybe don't go talking about it.
0: Toby, you're right on, man. He's a Nets fan. It is. It is shining through in a big way. I mean, I can't believe how bitter you are. It's not a, not a good, look. good look. I know. I, know. <laughs> I can't change it. Props to honest.
1: Yes, injuries are a part of the game. You cannot go back and rewrite history. He is an NBA champion forever, and he deserves a title with the way he played in this postseason, the way his team played, and the way they battled back from being being down a couple times, in particular in the NBA Finals. Kudos to Yama.
0: All right, Milwaukee's the defending champs now already, but here are your 2022 NBA title odds. Of course. Look who's number one. Yeah, But you know what? Basically two to one to win the title, Brooklyn. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what the rosters look like on opening day for every team. Do you? Do you, I mean? You, you think Durant, Irving, and Harden will all be there though, don't you? Okay.
1: But they'll and, that, and, that, and look like
0: guys like Harris. Maybe not there.
1: No, I don't. I think I think they'll bring it back at full strength. I'm curious what the rest of the league looks like though. If the Lakers make an addition. What Golden State winds up looking like? Does Phoenix do something else? Um, These odds are fine for today, but opening day, I wouldn't be shocked if everything's a lot tighter, especially with the top two or three teams. And the bottom line is what's going to come down to, again, it's going to come down to health. I think the Nets – will have as good a chance as anybody to win if they're healthy. And I think having lost this year will add a little something extra to that, which I always like heading into a season. When you feel like you should have done something the year before, maybe you get that little extra that that gets you over the hump in a playoff game or something like that the following year. But we'll see, man. It's a long way out.
0: Where does Chris Paul end up? Is he back with Phoenix? Does does he kind of become this guy who's – uh, you know, like the guard whisperer. He just goes from spot to spot to spot to help a younger player improve. Is he chasing a ring at this point, or is he happy in Phoenix? Well, if he's chasing a ring, he's not going to the Knicks. Okay? I get I get the attraction of like, hey, Chris Paul to New York, but Lillard, we all know Lillard is, is the better fit there. Knicks have the assets to get a guy like Dame out of Portland. So if you're Chris Paul, is, do you just say, you know what, I don't need the money anymore. Let me go to the Lakers, play with my buddy LeBron, who is sitting courtside at some of these finals games, and and chase a ring there with LeBron and AD. Yeah. that's. If, if you look at the way these two
1: teams shake out right now, look at the rosters, would you rather play with Ayton and Booker or LeBron James and Anthony Davis? I mean, it's a no-brainer. If, if he really feels like his time is limited, which, of course, it is with his age, and yep. and he can really decide where he goes, and, and, and if what's most important to him is winning a championship, then, yeah, the no-brainer is to go play with the Lakers and go play with LeBron James. So, yeah, that's where I would go if if I was Chris Paul, that was the most important thing to me.
0: I think that's probably where he ends up, too, because money is not going to be the real factor for him. It's going to be about winning as much as he probably loved his – we know he loved his time with Monty Williams in Phoenix. Um, It just doesn't feel like that is going to stay together, which is too bad because Phoenix was a really fun team uh, to watch this year. Obviously, they were a great regular season team, great postseason team as well. I've got a $50 gift card to Bold to give away on today's show as well uh if you are i mean they're they're blowing up in the capital region they have multiple locations now schenectady, schenectady scotia they're in troy they're in malta
1: way 50 bucks there. Latham
0: coming your way people yeah. east green i mean they they are everywhere in the 518 now and you're right 50 bucks it's very affordable it's it's healthy it's power foods it's good for you uh, but it tastes really, really good as well. I'm a big fan of their smoothies at Bold. So 50 bucks, you said it, Bags, will will go a long, long way. Uh, comment along on today's show. You'll be entered for a chance to win that $50 gift card from Bold throughout the show. All right, when we come back, are the Yankees figuring out, or is this a short stretch where maybe we shouldn't buy in so quickly? I may have have changed my thoughts a little bit. One week later. And I'll tell you why coming up next right here on Honorado and Magnardi live from Alpenhouse.
2: Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpha House.
0: And we're live from Alpenhaus RV in Amsterdam. Uh, some beautiful—you can see behind me. I always mess this up. I'm going to move my head one way, okay? And it's probably going to be wrong. Okay, there it is. See, you can see it behind me. I mean, a beautiful, beautiful RV. They now they have two garage doors here. Yep. But Seth, who's the manager on site, told me they're adding two more garage doors that's how busy this place is in amsterdam the demand is high for rvs and campers uh and uh you see all the campers they got out in the slot Man, the heck family will will continue to take care of you the way they have for many many years in the 518 our thoughts are our, our thanks to andy heck and katie osborne who uh welcome us in each and every month to one of their locations. I know, man, the lot is –
1: It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: And for as much as they try to keep it full, they they fly off the lot very, very quickly. All right, I don't want to disappoint uh, Laura any more than we probably already have. She's here to listen to us talk about the Yankees bags, a team that you said – was it only a week ago? Couldn't be. It was a week ago. That can't be right. <laughs> It was a week ago. We were at uh, Novice a week ago? Maybe two weeks Okay. okay. I, think so, two weeks. I think it was two weeks ago, right. too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, during, during that, that show two weeks ago, I I, I, I bet that Bags the Yankees, Yankees would not make the playoffs, and Shawnee was pretty steadfast that he thought New York would, in fact, get there in October. Okay. All that said, look at what Yanks have done here, bridging the All-Star gap. They've won their last four series, and to be honest— They've beaten some pretty good teams along the way here. Seattle, Houston before the break, Boston, Philadelphia after the break. And we should point out that taking two or three from the Red Sox were the first victories the Yankees had against Boston this year. They started 0-7 against the Red Sox. So are they turning things around? Should we start buying into the Yanks? What do you think? Yeah, because here's the thing. We're
1: talking about with them just making the playoffs, right? Yeah, We've said they're not really built to win a championship with the way the pitching is. I mean, look, right now they're fielding a triple A team, okay, half the time out there. But they're putting it together. They're stringing together wins in in these series like you talked about. And now they are to win in just a handful of games of the wild card. And that's what we talked about from making the playoffs, just getting into that wild card. Of course, there's two of them. There's two spots. They're good enough to do that. This team is built to win in the regular season. And as they get healthier, the lineup improves. This team will be just fine. There's plenty of baseball left. I tried telling you this two weeks ago. You didn't want to listen. They are going to be okay. Come postseason time, they got a lot of things to figure out. And I'm not on the championship bandwagon with them right now. But for what they're doing right now, given the roster, They're building something the right way. The mentality is is there now. And I think as they get healthy, as long as you've got packed crowds at Yankee Stadium going down the stretch, feeling like this team is is in reach of a playoff spot, they will do enough. They will hit enough to get there.
0: I can't – I just can't go all in yet. And this is a nice stretch. As we sit here, they've won four in a row. And I like the teams that they've been able to beat. I especially like what Garrett Cole has shown us his last two starts. Um, But I'm just not there yet. This right now feels like a little bit of fool's gold. Because what the Yankees are doing is they're winning with, and actually Laura pointed it out here, they're winning with, out some of their I'm gonna say best players, but highest paid players. Judge with COVID, um, Luke Voigt is back to the IL. But when those guys are healthy, Shawnee, and they're red and they're active, they're going to be in the lineup, and and they just haven't shown me to this point in this season that they're going to be consistent enough to be better than Boston, Tampa, and maybe even Toronto when we hit the end of September. So, you know, the stories of Greg Allen and Ryan Lamar are nice now, right? It's fun, but those aren't guys who are going to be playing when the Yankees are at full strength. They They just do Stinks. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but, but this is the history of sports is that the guys who are the highest paid and the guys who have the resume, those are the guys who get the preferential treatment. Those are the guys who are going to end up playing when they're healthy. So, you're not going to see a lot of Greg Allen. and You're not going to see Trey Ambergy and Ryan Lamar. I mean, these guys are not going to be playing when we hit September. The no, like bottom line is you need your best players playing at their
1: best to really be successful and have that chance. So you, you take your chances with a guy like Aaron Judge in the lineup. You need him in the lineup, and he has to be good if you're going to be good. My point is if the roster they're putting out there now does enough to keep them around, keep them in that playoff hunt, when you get those guys back healthy, you get a stretch run – Yankee Stadium is rocking in mid-August, late-August, and September, and you're healthy. Yep. I think you're okay. I think it's just enough to get you into one of those wild-card spots. And then, like anything, you take your chances. You throw Gary Cole out there and hope you can get a win.
0: Now, Sam's with me. Says Yankees will not make the playoffs. I will point out, though, in the interest of of full disclosure here, Sam is a Mets fan. So Why? so I don't yeah, I know, and, and you're picking the Yankees to get in. But but isn't there a- has an opinion?
1: Sam does not have does not have uh, the opinion nullified because Sam is a Mets fan. Okay. <laughs> that there's value in that opinion. Okay. That happens to be a wrong opinion. <laughs> we'll make the playoffs. But come on, you gotta give Sam credit here.
0: Okay. And look, we love Sam on this show. I'm not I'm not uh bashing him here i'm just just pointing out his his allegiances that's all Uh, your Uh, your metsy's bags have placed two big names one one key contributor on the il right Right? i mean Lindor's a big name but but do you miss him dearly not yet go ahead go ahead answer that one first you do
1: no you don't because he hasn't done enough production wise for you to miss him which is your point Again, it goes back to what I just said, though, about the Yankees. You need your best players in the lineup, and you need them playing well if you're going to ultimately be as successful as you want to be. So I'd rather him be out there because you need to take your chances with that, regardless of how he's played so far. He's got to be in there, and he's got to be good if the Mets are going to have any shot at it.
0: Yeah okay. yeah. okay. I don't disagree. And then the second name on the list should really be the one we talk about most here, and we will, and that's Jacob Degrom. Forearm tightness. Remember, he didn't go to the All Star game. Uh, he said he didn't want to do the travel, but he also was dealing with those nagging first half injuries. Didn't see the value in in putting himself at any further risk, which you and I both agree. Hey. We get that, and, and I'm not a Mets fan. You are, and it just made complete sense to both of us. Yeah, that's if that's our guy, I don't want him going to Colorado either. We need him to to win and make the playoffs. So go ahead and chill at home all you want. But now he's on the IL anyway, Bags, and it's forearm tightness, and the throwing program for Jacob deGrom has been shut down for the foreseeable future. This one feels a little more red flaggy to me than he had with some of the other injuries this season, right? Right. One was an oblique cause he was swinging the bat awkwardly. Like this one, now my right arm and it's the forearm. Ah, now I'm, now I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, I agree because up until now the injuries, it's been like, okay, he's going to miss a start or two. He's okay. He's just not really ready to go today or tomorrow, but, but long-term this isn't a big deal. You're right. And in, in that this one feels a little bit different and you start to get real worried with anything involving your throwing arm for Jacob Gram. Now, I think there's probably a measure of being overcautious here too with the Mets. So that that makes it hard to judge because are they always going to take that extra step to protect him, even if he doesn't need that full level of protection necessarily? So there's there's that side of the argument too. But you're right because forget Francisco Lindor, forget everybody, the Mets are nothing. If this guy is not in right. there playoff right. time, and then that's and that they have not made the playoffs yet by any stretch, but if they want to any success beyond that, he absolutely has got to be the guy leading the charge because we talk about how important pitching is, of course, in the playoffs. I mean, that's two two wins possibly in a playoff series versus what? Ike on the. Map. I mean, who's who's pitching? Come on.
0: I know. I mean, it's funny when you look at the Mets' next stretch of days. And Stroman was great middle of the week on Wednesday night. Um, Stroman, Eikhoff, McGill, and Walker, um, but there's still you know Degrom, Carrasco, Cindergard. There are there are some forget names. There are some guys who can really contribute. Uh, that are not currently in the Mets rotation. So again, Mister Nets, if everybody's healthy, if everybody's healthy, this Mets team, as I, as I said all year long, could be really, really dangerous come the postseason. But they
1: could, I mean, they could
0: very easily miss the playoffs. Yes, they could. I mean, they're not what like games up in first place. They could, they could and, and but I would give. Not, I mean, I give the Mets a better shot out of any other team in the NL East to advance a series in the playoffs. Okay. Do you give them
1: the best shot right now in that division to make the yes. playoffs? You do. Yeah. Okay.
0: Philly is really close for me, but, but I, w- I, would give, I would edge Mets a little bit. Look, the trade deadline is coming. Atlanta's already made a couple of moves. I'm sure they aren't finished. What are the Mets? What are the Phillies? What are those two teams going to do? Washington won't. They'll sell. What are the Mets and Phillies going to do here? Because Atlanta's not done
1: this year. I don't know there have been man. some injuries, obviously. Injuries. Is that it, though? Because I think even before the real, yeah. like, like, you know, in, your Acunas and, and now the Grand, yeah. but even before that, like, these teams in this division just weren't, they were yeah.
0: underachieving, right? Not it was pretty. An underachieving. Yeah, not pretty. And now
1: it's your yeah. only way in, of course. I mean, the NL West is, is yeah. so loaded that the only way you're getting in is to win this division. So, yeah, it's far from done if you're the Mets looking forward the rest of the season, and you certainly don't want to have guys like DeGrom and Lindor watching from the dugout. Uh, here's, right,
0: here's a comment guys, that I think goes back to the Yankees from Ryan. They need to add a left-handed hitter before the deadline, also not sold on anybody after Cole. Yeah, it goes back to the Yankees, okay. Uh, I'd say 50-50's chance they make it. And that left-handed hitter that everybody is talking about is Joey Gallo from the Rangers. But but Ryan's point is spot on here. Like, And, and we keep going back to Cashman and the way this team was built. They're right-handed power-heavy. That is a short porch and right. Get some left-handed hitters who can hit it 320 feet because it's going out even if they they only hit it that far. Gallo's the big name that everybody's talking about. I like Ryan putting his neck out there saying it's a 50-50
1: chance. (laughs) Was he one of our meteorologists at the station? You have 50% chance of rain today. Best of
0: luck. Come on. Come on, Ryan. And isn't just about every day a 20% shot that you get some precip? Not here. It's about 80% now. It's
1: unbelievable in the capital region, Leo. What is going
0: on um, with this yeah. weather? And of, and, of course. Miserable. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, and it, 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 it kills you when you get rainouts in baseball now because all it means is that you're going to wind up with these stupid seven inning games, which I know we don't have to deal with, you know, too much. <laughs> I know, areas. but can I tell you
0: something? I mean, from my personal fan perspective, the Braves are so bad in doubleheaders. I don't want to yeah. see another one the rest of the year. And and I, I look, you can't explain it. There's no reason for it. I don't know why they can't win. The, I have no clue. Okay, I hate the seven inning thing. Um, but the point is that I don't want to see any more of them because Atlanta can't win any of them. It's brutal.
1: I know. And and the the extra inning thing too. While we're on, while we're just railing on these things that we hate about baseball. Dude, it's brutal, and it feels like there are now more extra innings. And it's probably not the case. It just feels like there are more now all of a yeah. sudden because every time it's just magnified. The worst thing is when you get in the eighth inning in a yeah. doubleheader game, and there's a guy in second base. It's like, what sport are we watching? This is totally. <laughs> so I'll be happy oh, yeah. to see all that go as we've talked about before on
0: here. I want to attribute the quote accurately here. Is it you or was it Jeremy Schaap when we had him on last summer? I know, my God, I can't believe you're pairing the two. Um, Who said, nobody hates baseball like baseball fans. I think it was you. Yeah, it sounds like something I would say. Yeah. And Schaap agreed. Schaap was like, yes, you're right. Right. I mean, nobody, nobody hates baseball the way we do. But it's
1: true about so many things. It's true, right, because you care the most about it. So it's like – Maybe so. You know, we see it in pop culture all the time, like – Nobody hates Star Wars movies like Star Wars fans. You know what I mean? Like, it's, Is that true? Yeah. Because like, I'm not like, a Star Wars guy. Yeah, like, so. Well, it, and it depends. There's obviously mixed reviews on everything. But, like, the new Star Wars films, like episodes 7, 8, and 9, you know, the, a lot of the real diehard fans of the originals are like, ah, oh, this is terrible. This Should they have I'm
0: just gonna... stopped at 3? I mean, look. But the, original the original trilogy, three,
1: yeah, classic, yeah. Right. And then you had the the prequels that George Lucas did, and now it's all out of George Lucas hands. So you have people who are like the diehard George Lucas people, Then you have people who are like, no, what Disney does with it now is great. I mean, look, they're good as long as they do this. They're going to make them forever. Um, yeah. But yeah, nobody hates nobody hates anything like a real fan of something because you care the most about it. Can you do that
0: again? Do that again with your fingers. Yeah. yeah. What I did it wrong? Well, it had a little like remember Robert De Niro in Meet the Parents? Yeah, they're talking about milking things that that had a little. It was a little oh, no. flashback to that for me. Uh, we'll move on. Hey, Charlie Hayes is coming to the Capital Region bags. He is here, uh, part of a really cool event that uh, Burn Hills, Boston Lake. All-star team is doing the nine U's. You want to meet former Yankees third baseman Charlie Hayes, you can do it Saturday. Indian Meadows Park, take a picture, get an autograph, meet the guy who caught the final out of that 1996 World Series, which was also a series in which a team came back from 0-2 to rattle off four straight. To win a title, and we
1: record on the show on Thursdays, yeah,
0: and uh, do right, live If you're on
1: watching Facebook. us on my it's four, it's too late. Don't, you go, don't go down, down Charlie. <laughs> miss Charlie. Miss Charlie, got to wait <laughs> till next time. Um, but if you're watching live right now, you can get down there. I want to meet Charlie Hayes, man. But I said this last time, most famous for me for catching
0: a uh, foul ball. Yeah, because that's how okay. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody does. I get okay. that. Yeah. Um, also, also happening this weekend. So, again, if yeah. you're watching us on my four, forget, forget. You, you can still be entered to win the fifty dollar bold gift card. Okay, just jump on Facebook and comment along. We will respond as well. Um, but are you bags coming with me to concert on the course to watch Michael Ray smash a guitar the way we told him he could?
1: When is that Saturday What's night? This? Uh <laughs> Yeah, we getting for free? Of course. I mean, you, you're hooked up. You know people. Uh, um, I don't. Yeah, I want. I mean, I want to see that right. for sure.
0: So. Okay. All right. That's that's Saturday. It's this weekend. I'll,
1: I'll get in my calendar. Two days
0: from when we're doing the show live, and and today, if you're watching, you're watching on TV,
1: And right, right. just a couple hours, if you're watching on my four,
0: right? In an hour. Wow. Which show is this? All right. When we come back, the only way to restore any kind of normalcy is for me yeah, to talk about the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay oh, saga geez. it just won't die I'm going camp. do you know what training camp hasn't even started yet and that's when that's when the conversation will really ramp up between Rodgers and the Packers and we aren't even there yet but there is news from the last week about Rodgers relationship with Green Bay and an offer that he may or may not have turned, it's a, it is an absolute mess. We're back live from Alpenhouse right after.
2: Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you. Providing essential appliances that families depend on. For cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair, you can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day. Like we have been since 1957. Helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Gen Air, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you.
0: Nutrition is 80% of a healthy lifestyle. With four locations in the 518, Bold has you covered. Delicious? I think that's a yes. It's never been easier or more affordable to eat healthy. Salads with 17 dressings to choose from. Acai bowls with unlimited toppings. Power grain bowls, oatmeals, smoothies, artisan toasts, and Belgian waffles. Live Bold seven days a week. At work, home or on the go dine in grab and go pick up or delivery live
2: bold eat bold and now back to honorado and Bagnardi. brought to you by alpenhouse
0: and we're live at alpenhouse rv in amsterdam there we are you don't need our names i think you know us by now whether or not you want to admit that we're set up in the uh, the showroom here. Come by, get any of your outdoor needs, camping, RVs. I'm in these chairs bags that are just phenomenal, man. They literally have hydraulics on them. I'm going to pick up a couple for my parents, honestly. They go watch my niece and nephew play games all summer long. They need comfortable chairs like this, especially at their advanced age. You know what I'm saying? You could sleep in one of those around
1: the campfire, you, you fall asleep, you wake up, all of a sudden it's uh, it's six in the morning and there's uh, pancakes on the griddle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could fall asleep in one of these for sure. All right, Shawnee has has moved locations here. Uh, he is now in a camper. Are you gonna give us a little look inside there, Bags? I
1: am. Uh Wi-Fi? what's that? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna give you a little tour here. All right, stand by. I don't even know the name of this camper because I just jumped into it, but it's pretty sweet. So we'll give you a little tour here, quick. up mm, the stairs. Okay, beautiful
0: big bedroom in the
1: back. There.
0: Look at that.
1: Very nice. I mean, that leather
0: is tufted nice. headboard.
1: Yeah. Fancy as well. All right, decent, spacious bathroom. Um, you can see the shower there. I'm like. Head
0: right all right, I don't know if that's if everybody's hearing that, but I'm hearing that and it's enough for me to shut it down. Come on back out here, Shawnee. We lost your mic there a little bit. Um, all right, we have to return to the drama that is Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. We'll bring Shawnee back in here now as he is stabilized back in the camper. The drama in Green Bay continues... And the Adam Schefter report from this week is such that number 12 turned down a two-year contract extension with the Packers this offseason would have made him the highest paid player, not just quarterback, the highest paid player in football. So, again, if this is true, and I have no reason to believe it isn't, this has never been about, you know, it's never been about money, okay, or not Completely about money, and it's never been completely about football and the surrounding pieces he does or doesn't have. It has been about the way the front office is running this franchise without including Aaron Rodgers. And for the people out there who are like, hey, he's just the player, go out and play. You don't get to have a say in what the team does. You're entitled to your opinion as wrong as it is. He is a superstar, he is the best player in this franchise's history. You treat him with respect. You include him on all, all personnel decisions. I'm not saying you have to do what he wants every time, but he needs to be included in the conversation. He needs to feel like he has a voice. He needs to feel like his opinion is valued. And clearly the Packers have not done that for him. I'm a fan of the team. If he decides to leave, I will not begrudge him. Not one bit. Okay. So he turned
1: down he turned down this money. Right? We're going with that. We'll take this as a fact. And if it is a fact, this is bad, man. This is bad because I thought this would be you know, hearing this report changes it a little bit for me because it's like them saying, "Look, we're not we're sorry, but like look, we're invested in you and we want you to to really be here and and we'll make things right. And this is him saying, no, this isn't isn't enough. This isn't going to make it right. So now I'm starting to wonder, what can this team do that will convince Aaron Rodgers that staying in Green Bay is the right thing to do and we'll see him in a Packers uniform next year? I'm starting to – that's the question now in my mind that I can't answer of – what do they have to do? I'm starting to think he's out of town here now, man. Is he is he not gonna be on the Green Bay Packers? I can't believe it because I was always in the camp through all of this of when the dust settles, he'll be there. But if not through this, then how?
0: You think the only way this gets resolved is something that the Packers have already said they won't do. And and Rogers hasn't said, hey, if you do this, I'll 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 play for you but it feels like firing the general manager Brian Gutekunst and maybe even that's enough because team president Mark Murphy hasn't exactly done anybody any favors with some of his public comments about this situation so maybe firing the gm at this point isn't going to be enough for rogers to say okay now you've shown me that my presence here is important and you're willing to take that make you know go that measure To keep me, I I will play for you guys. Um, I'm not feeling good about this, man. Again, the other side of this, let's not forget the other side of this, okay? And that is if they trade Rodgers or if Rodgers holds out, right? He doesn't show up to training camp at all. He's not even there week one or week two. Where does he go? Where does he have a better opportunity to win? Who has – what team has the assets to acquire him? Those are all things that, like, it's all nice to say he doesn't want to be there. He's not going to play for them. Okay, fine. But is he willing to retire? Is he willing to yeah. miss the paycheck? And and by retire, say, like, look, the Packers have him for three more years. So this isn't one year left on his deal. And if he just sits yeah. out, everything's good. No, I mean, they control his rights for long enough that if they threaten him to say – you don't want to play for us. You won't play at all. He's really got to think hard about that.
1: Yeah, and I guess the biggest difference with this news for me is that I always thought push comes to shove, he wouldn't hold out, even if the situation isn't well, isn't going well there and, and, it, and he still wants out. Come day one, he's still going to be on the football field, right? Come week one, he's playing. He might sit out everything else, but he's not going to miss games for this team. After this, I'm not so sure. Maybe now he does hold out week one, week two. And if we get to that point, it really forces the Green Bay Packers' hand a little bit. I mean, yeah, like you say, they don't have to do anything with him. And they, they, they own him for three years. But is that a situation you want to move forward with if you're the Packers and you have Aaron Rodgers and he's not playing? Probably not. So this, this news to me is about that the question of whether or not he would hold out, I think maybe has been answered here. I think it makes more sense. We we'd never see this. If you're going to hold out, come play, kill it for a few weeks and then hold out. Don't hold out week one, week two, right? Go out there and crush it. Be Aaron Rodgers. And then, and then say, this is what you're missing. Then I think you might even force the other team's hand, more, the team's hand a little bit more, but I don't know. I think he might not play now come week one. And I, and mm-hmm. I've never been in, in, that mindset until now
0: training camps open next week um will he be there day one no no i don't think so either but opening day kickoff kickoff well here's the thing with rogers he's never even missed um you know the the early off season stuff. He's always participated in that. This is his first off season skipping those deliberately. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. Look, Tom Brady for a while has shown up late to camp because he's Tom Brady. We know what he's capable of. We don't need you there day one. But that was never. You know, there was angst between Brady and the Patriots and Belichick. So when he didn't show up, people made a big deal of it, but not to this degree. When Rogers and I'm with you, I don't believe he's there day one. I don't even think he's there for the first handful of training camp practices. It's it's a, you think it's interesting now. I don't know. Maybe you're bored of it. Are you bored of it? I'm not. I'm not bored of it yet. Obviously, I'm invested. I'm invested in this, so obviously, I'm not. I'm not bored of it yet. You know, to me, it's just it's
1: just drama until until football games are affected. So in that sense, I'm a little bit bored of it. But as we get deeper into this, I do start to now question more whether or not that football will be affected. So on that level, it's interesting.
0: I'm going to pop up comments while you're speaking, and you're not going to address a single one of them all show clearly. Carol says, Diva, perhaps? I, I don't think she's talking about you and the plush camper you're in. Talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. They all are. Yeah, all are. Yeah. He you is. Know, I'm not, yeah. I mean, Carol's right. He, he, yes,
1: yes. But don't a lot of people do this for the money? And then when they get the money, they take it and it's over. Obviously, that's not the case here. It's not, it's about so much more than what we're used to seeing, I think, in these kind of situations.
0: Yeah. Sam wants Aaron to do <laughs> us all a favor. Go permanent host of Jeopardy. Doesn't want to play for the pack anymore. You're right. You're right. Uh, Jamie's on it. She wants that bold gift card. Absolutely. I get it. Uh, Maryland's been there. We have as well. We love bold and company with the number of locations they have uh, in the capital region. Jeff asked a question as well. We'll address on the other side of a quick break here. And also when we come back, the Olympics are starting. What can I talk Sean into getting fired up about? Is there anything that he will absolutely carve out time to watch. Hope so. We're back right after this live from Alpenhouse.
2: Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to honorado and Bagnardi. brought to you by Alpenhouse. And
0: we're live at Alpenhouse RV in Amsterdam quickly bags here before we get into the Olympics discussion, which of course are all, are they're already underway and, I mean, we don't. We haven't even gone through opening ceremony. Depend again, depending upon when you're watching us. That's the last time I'll do that. I promise. Uh, but Jeff wants to know if I watched any of the Seattle Kraken expansion draft last night. Jeff, I did not, um, and for a couple of reasons, all the picks were leaked earlier in the day, so I really didn't have to watch it live. Um, I knew who the Devils, my Devils, were losing. Uh, I knew that they weren't drafting Carey Price, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so I, truthfully, I didn't only because all of the picks were already leaked by, I think it was a TSN reporter um, who's who's hooked in pretty good with, uh, with the NHL. All right, Sam says his must-watch events are archery, fencing, and weightlifting. I, I, Sam, are you messing with us? Really? Is, <laughs> he might just be messing with us. Bags, what's on your list, man? What is the sport or event that's must-watch? Okay, so typically the Summer Olympics,
1: for me, it's all about basketball. And we've discussed this a little bit on here. Um, this This year, I'm not as invested for whatever reason, but the way Team USA looked in a couple of the exhibition games,
2: you
0: raise
1: your eyebrow a little bit, you think, boy, could this team really be challenged? Now, the answer should be no, and we, we start to get into the real competition. I hope that's the case. And if it is the case, I will not be as interested, you know, and I'm probably not going to really pay close attention until the medal round because obviously we'll, we'll get there, and then it'll be one game at a time. you got to go out there and win. So I'm curious, you know, Kevin Durant's on the team. Um, um, you know, let me put it this way. I'd rather Kevin Durant stay healthy and we don't even medal then Kevin Durant even sprained his ankle and we win gold. So that's how much I care about it. But at the same time, I will watch in the medal rounds and root for Team USA to win gold, of course. And then the other one you always have to circle is the gymnastics, although it's too easy. It's too easy, right? If if everybody's right and healthy, Simone Biles and this team should just kill it. You feel like you have to watch it because of how good they are and, and how historic that team is and she can be. But it's really not in question. And then the last one is the the US women's soccer team already suffered a loss here. Um, you know, I'll pay a little bit of attention to them as well.
0: Yep. Ash is all in on the softball, says Biles is is must must watch. Uh Sam's saying he wasn't kidding about the fencing, weightlifting. He's into some of the lesser-known sports because you only see it, you know, once every four years. And sure. Laura wonders how will the events change without spectators? I, you know, I think I think North American pro athletes would tell you that there was no no juice in some of these buildings but but once you started the game it it didn't matter it still was a game whether you go back to the nba or or nhl bubble last year or baseball being without fans for a while uh it's the lead up right it's that but once you're in the pool or once you're on the mat or once you're on the court you got to go out there and take care of business right yeah Uh, for me watches are going to be Go ahead, Johnny. You got something on that? No, I was just going to say. I think it matters, like in the team sports,
1: when you can get that momentum going, like basketball, for instance. And look, maybe in the pool, maybe because they they say they do hear that, and there's that yeah. crescendo of the crowd going as you're getting close. Maybe it gives you that added juice. So I think it'll play a little bit of a factor. But go ahead. What what sports are must watch for you, man?
0: Um, you know, gymnastics, swimming, obviously. I'll, I'll watch the hoops, but I'm not. I don't feel. Overly compelled because it isn't a dream team of any sorts. Um, so I, I'll I'll watch, but I'm not like crazy about it. Women's soccer, yep, you said it. Definitely. I'm I'm interested there. Um, the locals, give me some of the locals, right? I won't list them all here, but we do an Olympic zone show on News Channel 13, 7:30 every night but Sunday during the Olympics. We'll profile. Some of the Olympians from the capital region i'll I'll be I'll be fired up to see how how our people do in tokyo and and I think honestly, I think I'm just curious to see what it looks like without fans, what it looks like without without all the pomp and circumstance. that to me is is gonna be interesting.
1: yeah, and I obviously just hope that uh, these things that they're they're gonna start now. We're just gonna hope they get to the finish line. Obviously, things in Tokyo are not where you'd like them to be with rising COVID numbers. And it only takes one athlete, one outbreak, uh, to really derail things in the Olympic Village and, and really for the whole rest of the game. So hopefully things stay on track and that doesn't happen.
0: The WWE is coming to the Capital Region in September. We are going to talk with the Intercontinental Champ next week, Apollo Crews, right here. On Honorado and Bagnardi. I cannot wait for him to talk some trash to bags. Thanks for watching, everyone. Honorado and Bagnardi on Facebook and my four.